0: You are about to enter a great adventure. This is
1: Strutting from Gorilla.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Strutting from Gorilla. I'm your host, Mango. I'm here with my three good friends, Anthony Loretto, also known as Vito, Mikey Cash, and leader of men, Bobby Stone. Uh, we have a very special episode today. For the first time, we have a guest with us. Uh, we are excited to have Vinnie Berry, author of the book, Lance by Chance, on the show. Uh, our very, As I said, our very first uh, guest to the, to the podcast. Welcome, Vinnie. Thank you very much for having me on. Anytime, anytime. So we, uh, we'll, we'll hop it over to Vito and Mikey Cash for a few, uh, few questions.
3: Yeah, sure. So um, again, yeah, thanks for, for hopping on. Um, just to kind of give the listeners some background here. Um, Lance by Chance basically is a book that followed the career of Lance Vaughn, known to many as Lance Von Eric, uh, who joined the Von Eric family, but it was not actually blood related. Um, and uh, the book covers the many ups and downs of being a professional wrestler and the pressures of being associated with one of the most famous wrestling families in the 80s. So it was a great read. Um, I gotta tell you, Vinny, it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, I haven't read a book in uh in like since since high school. And I read this one in about two days, which is pretty good. So uh it was a really good time. So I just want to start things off, you know, how long have you been a wrestling fan and what kind of uh inspired you to write the book?
0: Well, I uh I was fortunate enough to grow up in Louisville, Texas, which is 30 miles north of Dallas, and actually 10 miles from where the Von Eriks grew up. So, um, you know, they were a part of our community. And uh, though I didn't know them personally, uh, it felt like we did. You know what I mean? Because we watched them on TV all the time. And, uh, you know, we had that emotional connection to the family. And, uh, you know, world-class championship wrestling was the first wrestling that I you know, really started to follow and really fell in love with.
3: Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Down in that area. Now, you know, back in the day there, there were a lot of um, a lot of different territories with wrestling, right? It wasn't all just WWE and, and all the, the WCWs. There were a lot of territories and um, a lot of that has gone away. Um, And you, you shed a lot of light on, the territories in the 80s they, they don't they don't really exist today do you think that that's impacting a lot of wrestling today or or no
0: well absolutely but you know i had said to a friend of mine uh, about maybe 10 years ago when all the independents were popping up and i yeah. said dude it's like it's almost like the the territory scene is is coming back but it yeah. just looks yep. a little different you know Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, the ter- territory scene's never going to come back. And, but you know, being 10 years removed from that, and you see that, you know, and let's not, you know, let's take this past year out of the equation, right? Because sure. it was different, you know, yeah, no one with expected COVID. that. Yeah, right. But then you you had wrestling, you know, in South Texas, you have wrestling in north texas you have wrestling here in san antonio you have wrestling in houston that's four different places that i know of in texas oh and then you've got kingsville or not kingsville but Bryan college station yeah so you know there's places to wrestle and i know places in you know kentucky and in tennessee and Mm -hmm. so you know um yeah, it's a lot, it is a little different. And uh I'm glad you picked up on on that in the book. You know, I spent a lot of time talking to David Manning. And yeah. He kind of told me right. and taught me how the territorial system worked, how the NWA title worked, and everything like that. And I yeah. really felt like it was important to include that information inside the book to kind of uh take people back to really what. That error was like, you know, yeah, what I, I was trying to do,
3: yeah, no, you did a really good job with that. Um, you know, and we talk about it all the time in this show, and like without the, the, the territories that are there nowadays, it's you see this like constant robot wrestler. Like yep. you, all these different guys used to learn so many different things from different territories. And there were some good stories in your book about that on how Lance picked up some styles from different people. I think Abdul the butcher was one that he worked with and there were some others. And, and um, you don't see that today because they have this performance center and it's very tough to watch because it's everything's kind of cookie cutter. So we talk about that a lot on here. I don't want to spend too much time because we literally go off on tangents on it. Uh, but you did a great job of, of of talking about the territories in the book. And it gave a great example of, you know, world class championship wrestling and then the promotion up in Oregon, um, which was really great. Um, so, I, you know, I thought you did a great job. But I know Mikey has some questions for you, too.
4: Well, yeah, you know, I was just curious. And 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 again, I think the book does a really good job of sort of like paying homage to sort of just how great the territories were in forming a wrestler and sort of developing their skill set. Not only just their in-ring in work, but also like the way they cut promos and and just learning to work from all these different sorts of guys, learning what works in front of one crowd versus another crowd. So I just, again, just thank you for kind of putting that in there. It just, it shed more light because I, me, like my other co hosts here, We never, we we weren't really alive during that time. You know, we were kind of coming in on the tail end when WWF was sort of taking over. So this was just, it was a great window into that. So again, thank you. Uh, And and so one of the questions I have is actually just about, you know, talking about like the Lance Von Eric experiment itself. Like, do you think that there's been any impacts in terms of like, has it impacted kind of the risks or the different sort of like how far promoters are willing to go nowadays to sort of either get eyes or to keep eyes on the product?
0: Well, why don't you, uh, a couple years ago, uh, Kurt Angle and they brought in the, the, the thing about Jason Jordan being his illegitimate son. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah,
4: Great. That was,
0: that was ridiculous. Okay. Yeah so you know it's things like here's the thing when when we talk about that lance could pass for for a
4: cousin yep. yeah right right
0: yeah i mean he really did he had the square jaw i mean mm. he he had the hair color the eye color the bodies were great right they all you stick them all 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 in a line you know take yeah. mike out of it right take mike yeah. out of the
4: yeah. lineup yeah. but
0: you got Carrie, kevin and, and uh lance and they were built like brick houses yeah and uh <laughs> you know what's so odd about this whole thing is lance's dad waldo yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yes waldo yes
0: no crap nobody <laughs> yeah. gives waldo right. any crap for not being a von eric but lance does
4: Right. That's very true. It's I mean, it's kind of a big issue that I that I kind of took away from the book, which was that, you know, a lot of times, like a lot of the blame tends to fall on the talent themselves. Right. And and sometimes the promoters kind of like get off the hook for some reason. And I'm just wondering if you could shed any more light on that. I know you guys talked about it a little bit in the book.
0: Well, you know. That is still a head scratcher, you know, I mean, it's like me and Lance. You know, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times that me and Lance have talked about this one, uh, this one thing, this issue, and we, we'll, we'll turn blue before we figure out why uh, <laughs> Fritz went on on TV. You know, he was like, all they had to do was call me. I would have done a loser leave town match. Right. Yeah. Right. Anything, uh. you know, but you got to remember uh, Fritz. Fritz needed the Von Erich name on yeah. the marquee every yep. day. And they were running two shows a day, six, seven times a week. Um, his boys, uh, you know, when, when of course, David passed away, Mike Von Erich ended up getting sick. You know, when the boys uh, had injuries, like at one time, Kevin Von Erich had a shoulder injury. And then Kerry had the motorcycle accident. Yep. And Lance was the only Von Erich right, right. Yeah. And he, no. for, yeah for a period a, a few months he was the only von eric and so yeah. if they didn't have that fritz would have really been in the in trouble right because yeah. he needed his kids his kids his kids carried the uh the promotion so um he's but when it came time for him to leave you know there was a stalemate you know uh, Lance says that I never came out and said, "Hey, I wasn't making the money that I wanted," but I I did question how uh small my paycheck was. And yeah. so uh he didn't go in, they didn't call, and uh Lance Lance was going through a divorce anyway. He's mm-hmm. going through a uh he wasn't very happy working at World Class. It was a bad yeah. time for him. Yeah. So he I guess was detaching, or maybe just maybe he. I don't know. I can't really speak for him, but sure. I do know that he didn't call. They didn't call, and he was planning to uh, do some traveling just to kind of uh, get away and and kind of ha- push the restart button. And that's yeah. And he was planning to to leave the country to do some traveling. He just never came back
3: yeah no that's that's very interesting we're Mm -hmm. on here again with uh vinnie berry author of uh lance by chance the story of lance von eric um no those those are really really great um great great parts of the story you know the other thing that i that i noticed that was really interesting there's a lot of really good um i call them road stories right where you know um the guys do stuff outside of the wrestling ring and um i was just curious which which was your favorite out of all of them that, 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 that kind of hit you the most. Cause I know they had the, the one where I, like I, at one point, you know, Lance was out there, you know, sm- basically smuggling guns across the border, which I found crazy. Um, but wild. but such a wild thing after, you know, being such a high profile star in, in wrestling, you know? So I didn't know if you had one that particularly struck you. Um, uh-
0: yeah, well there was, I mean, there was uh, several that 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 stood out. Of course, you know we uh, wrote a a specific chapter up there for you know in uh, Portland. You know yep. The, yep. the Pacific yep. Northwest road stories. <laughs> yep. uh, there was a guy with a crossbow, uh, like a, a rage, yeah, uh, yeah a road right. rage yeah. incident.
4: Ultimate road rage. Ultimate. yeah and then uh, of
0: course the the other story was with the uh the tractor or the i guess the storage unit detached from a truck that was
3: almost killed him yeah yep. almost yep. killed him
0: um i think you know um golly i don't, well here's the funny thing about lance and in, in doing this book in those stories it's like i had a an English teacher, friend of mine who would, I'd bring stuff to her and say, Hey, you know, just read this, read this page and let me, mm-hmm. and she was like, always giving me a hard time. You need more <laughs> detail. I don't know. You know, you're not telling me anything. You're just being so basic <laughs> and specific. And so I really started getting into s- describing this stuff. Right. And so I, every time he'd tell me something, I'd say, okay, uh, what color was it? Give me the details. What did they say? How how yeah. were they acting? And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not going to put that in the book, are you? And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to. Like, don't, don't put that in the book. I, okay. <laughs> And then he told me another story, and I'd say, "Well, I guess you didn't want me to put that one in the book." He goes, "I don't care, put it in the book." I'm like, Dude, Just if I it on were the you, day, I would pick this story and not that story." You know what yeah. I'm saying?
3: I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I know what you know, you're saying. It, no, there, there were a lot of good ones on there. That's for yeah. sure.
0: You know what's what's funny is, and and we'll, you know. The, the story when he meets Billy Jack for the first time, and he takes him to meet the boys in the hotel. <laughs> yep, yeah, that was uh, yeah. We were all talking about them. yeah part of that. Yeah, book. and yeah, and so uh, you know he he basically walks in on somebody who's having sex, and they're just right. basically having sex right in front of him, and the other <laughs> people. You know what what's so interesting about that story is is that at that time. In lance's life um it was it, it appalled him i mean it really, yeah. what am it i getting myself it. into here in this whole wrestling world <laughs> that's exactly what he said what have i gotten myself into yeah then two years down the road he's behaving the same way of course
4: it's yeah funny you how know, you become happens. one of the yeah you become one of the guys yeah. you know yeah so he gets sucked into the world you know yeah um, absolutely you know, I'm I'm just curious. So, since since the the book has come out, what's been the response of people inside the business? People that you know Lance used to work with. Ha- has there been any former wrestlers, promoters, anybody in there that sort of reached out to you in response to the book? Um.
0: Well, I've I've heard. Let's see. The Chris Youngblood read it and was very mm. pleased with it. Dusty yeah. Wolf and Jeff yeah. Bearden and I and I worked with all those guys.
1: Uh, yeah
0: the book they they all like the book um James Beard read it um you know other people uh, I can't I uh off the top of my head as far as wrestling people um I can't think but there's a lot of people I don't know if you guys ever read Gary Hart's book I
4: I I haven't I heard I've heard uh Stone Cold kind of talk about it on his podcast once and he highly recommended it
0: Okay. I haven't I haven't read it. It's hard, it's hard to get your hands on that because
1: yeah.
0: um, he had it printed and then he passed away and and he probably only did one run. And mm-hmm. I've I've seen that book on uh on the internet for two thousand dollars. I'm oh, not gonna no. pay two thousand dollars. Yeah, no,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but uh I I have had some people uh told me and not just one person that when it comes to world-class books, they said that my book compares to Gary Hart's as far as honesty of what was happening in the territory at that time.
4: Oh,
3: that's remarkable. You know, I I, I got to tell you, you know, I, we didn't mention this earlier, but it, it was a really good read because even if you're not a wrestling fan, you did a really great job of explaining the different terms like kayfabe and and work and I mean, you you really went into detail on that stuff, and it it, it makes a big difference because there are Absolutely. some people who definitely don't know those industry terms, and I I, I appreciated that a lot. It was it was great.
0: I'll, I'll tell you why I did that, <laughs> please. <laughs> so I, I got two nieces that are in their twenties. They're yep. very smart young yeah. ladies yep. and they're, uh, they're all, what 21 and 22 or 20 and 21. Anyway, they're very, very bright kids, uh, go to college and everything and they write and they're very talented and they read a lot. And so I gave them, uh, like three chapters and they read three chapters and they, and both of them came back and their one question was who did you write this book for? And I said I wrote <laughs> that book for everybody. And yep. they go no you didn't because we don't <laughs> understand what the <laughs> hell you're trying to say. Yep. 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 They, she says you wrote it for one person and yep. that's the wrestling fan. If you want to write it for everyone, you need to do better in explaining what this stuff is and that's why i did it the way that i did it like that
3: yeah it came across really well
4: absolutely it did yeah
0: thank you well you got to remember too lance knew absolutely none of this stuff right yeah sure he didn't, yeah. he sure. didn't know yeah. what it was either Yeah, you know and i think that's the really cool thing about him is is that you know, I could understand him going on television and breaking kayfabe, right? right. Because sure. he has nothing to lose. He don't care. He didn't want to be a wrestler anyway.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. But
0: for someone like Fritz von Erich to do it.
3: Right. It was. Yeah. That was a know, big.
0: Kind of odd. That was, big.
3: That was right. big. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the story about the, uh, and I can't think of the guy, the gentleman's name who was kind of the one that opened everything up for, um uh when everyone said wrestling was fake and he came out on uh and did oh, the whole uh well, I yes thank yes, you thank yes yes i thought that was a pretty interesting story with him and, and lance too yeah yeah
0: you know what was kind of weird about all this whereas like i used to, i i i don't think lance saw the movie so he didn't get the the joke but i said lance You're like the Forrest Gump of wrestling, dude. Oh my god,
4: I've been thinking about that because he's just like fallen into all of these wild situations.
2: Right, I was like,
4: you know, you ran into Eddie Mansfield, you
0: did this bike ride across Africa, you got bombed on a train,
1: you know, like
0: yeah, it's really that's a great way to think about it.
3: Amazing,
0: yeah, and yeah, and it was so funny too. Is you know we ran into Eric Bishop too. Yeah, when he was down there in Florida and, you know, it's just uh, really amazing how um, you look at this guy and he probably would have never been into wrestling ever. Right. Had he not Mm -hmm. run into David Manning. But in some way, when you see his story laid out the way that it is in the book he has a perfect spot in wrestling history, you know? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I, I, yeah, I completely agree. Um, speaking of the, the kayfabe part though, um, the one, one thing that stuck out to me that I, and I know me and Mike have talked about this before, but the the part where he had to go to the funeral, um, and he had to still act as though he was the family member, uh, he was actually a Von Eric. And I mean that, that to me, I like, I, I don't, do you think that went too far? Do you think it's just a, a sign of the times? Like today that would never happen. Right. Absolutely. Like it would just right. never happen like that.
0: Well, I mean, I have my opinion about it. Right. I mean, yeah. if, if I was in Lance's shoes, I'd be uncomfortable in that situation too. I mean, me too. yeah. It's, I mean, if, if I didn't know him, I mean, I, I can understand, you know, uh, well, we just had a a, a neighbor. We lived, uh, uh, my family lived next door to a neighbor for 30 years. Well, I mean, if he, and he recently passed away, if his yeah. son and daughter invited me in that room, I would get it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Would, okay. I get it. You know? Yeah. I've known you since I was 10 years old and, right. you know, we've known you for 40 years and, and I get that, but this was totally different.
3: You totally know? different. He, yeah, he didn't right. have a
0: relationship with Mike at all. I mean, he never yeah. had a problem with Mike, but they no. were coworkers and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, uh, Fritz kind of did carry that a little too far and, you know, uh, just to, yeah i mean that's really all i can say about it there's nothing really to add no
3: there isn't it's a it, no, it, it, it's, when you read this book you'll you guys will know what we're talking about it's a very interesting story and uh you should definitely check it out <laughs>
4: oh big time very interesting story and i feel like we're, we're all in agreement <laughs> yeah i think we all <laughs> <on> that. <laughs> hey
0: i got a question for you guys so if you yeah. read the book you read the uh, chapter of gino hernandez right we did the gino yes. hernandez chapter okay And so somebody questioned me the other day and they said, well, I don't understand why Juno Hernandez got his own chapter because uh, Lance, you know, he makes it very clear. Hey, I didn't know him very well. He was only in the I was only in the uh, territory for four months. And, you know, the reason why we did it that way in the book was because I I lived there. You know, I was living there when that happened. And that yeah. was a huge deal. And yeah. I really wanted to set the stage of what was happening in that period when Lance was working there. Yep. And I, I just felt like that that, that you know Hernandez needed more than a paragraph. You know. Yeah. No. Agreed. No. And I, a I, thought it was to good. him as well. You know, because he was a, a fantastic wrestler. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you
3: know, I, I thought it did a great job of kind of showing what the work environment was like. And not only that, but, like, it's a look behind the scenes of professional wrestling at the time. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. just him. I mean, look at all the wrestlers that were going around those days that were doing stuff outside of the ring, drinking, drugs, whatever it might be, and look how it uh, tragically has ended up for a lot of them. So, you know, yeah. it 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 definitely was something that um, I appreciated in the book. Uh, it, it, it just Absolutely. showed more yep. of what the... Wrestling scene was like, and it was a little tribute to him. I mean, I, I again, I, I got to be honest. Before this book, I didn't know too much about that territory, so it's been great, kind of doing some research on it. It's like a little bit before our time, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed it. We're we're but we're all wrestling historians here. We all love wrestling. In fact, we would rather talk about wrestling in the past than probably in the future right now. So, um, <laughs> so it's it's good. It's it's really good. Uh, but yeah. having your insight on it,
0: it's great. So. And, and when i was putting the book together you know um because you know uh i you know i i love the von Eriks. i mean i just i loved them i just yeah. thought they were amazing and and i was i i couldn't tell you how proud i was just to know that they were right next door you know of like, course yeah that's mm-hmm. great. you know right down the highway right and so uh um, you know, when it came to the tragedies and stuff, you know, it was like, um, I wanted to be tasteful, you know, but, but I wanted also to, if someone said, Hey man, you know, I really want to, uh, you know, get to know what world-class was all about. And I want to know, I wanted them to pick up one book, man.
3: Right. Yeah. get it. I wanted them
0: to, you know, if Mm -hmm. if you're going to get, one book on world-class to find out what happened there i wanted them to go for mine and that's right. what i tried yeah. to do with this this story with this book uh,
4: yeah i think you nailed it <laughs> i do too i do it, too it, it, it's inspired i think i think it's what you were saying before it's inspired all of us to sort of do our research now and just kind of sort of dive into that world uh i mean one of the the beauties of the WWE network has been able to at least dive into some of that stuff and be able to see the things that you just didn't get to really look into things that we didn't really get exposed to. Cause we were sort of coming into the world of wrestling at a much later time. So it was, it's been really great to sort of just kind of immerse yourself into it and just kind of learn about it. And you can just see when you watch these old matches, th- th- those crowds were hot for the Von Vaughn. Oh, era. Yeah. oh yeah. Wild those pops. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people uh say things like you know because i've been asked on on a couple of shows well nobody believed it anyway did they i said dude <laughs> they all believed it i believe bu-
4: yeah. Cool. yeah i would have
0: 100
3: 100 i mean at that time you had people believe in that um that Yokozuna was actually a sumo wrestler. You know what I mean? Like like, it's (laughs) like the same thing and and he's a Samoan. So it, 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 they would have believed anything and there was no internet. Right. So you didn't have the Twitters and the, Mm -hmm. and the, and the everything of the world where it showed everything behind the scenes. And in some respects kind of ruined the mystique of, of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I, I agree. I, I I thought you did a great job explaining everything. Like, like I said, we, we, we don't know that era very well. So, for us, for me to dive into it and understand it all, it, it was it was awesome. It, it felt like I was right there. So, mm-hmm. Mike, did you have any any more questions?
4: Uh, so, I, I guess I just had one question about kind of a it's a kind of a general question about about Lance's sort of you know what what does he want people to take away from reading about his experience in in just wrestling in general and in world class.
0: Well, he's, he's a very peculiar guy. <laughs> okay. And, and I say that uh, because uh, people have asked him to write a book in the past and he just never wanted to do it. And uh, for whatever reason, when I came along and I asked him, uh he just said that there was just something different about me that Maybe maybe he saw my enthusiasm or I, I don't know what it was, but for whatever reason, he said yes with me and, and we did it. But he didn't really want to write a book and mm-hmm. he really doesn't want to, you know, this book is probably the closest thing we're going to get to Lance. We, you're not sure. going to see him at conventions. He's not doing signings. Yeah. You, you know, know, he signed yeah. 600 labels for me and he sent them to me. Um, and they got hung up in customs for five weeks. That's a whole other story. But, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> but If, if, you know, that's as close as we're going to get, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think he just, uh, I, for, I just think he just wanted to, uh, just have an opportunity to, to say Tell what happened, you know, because, yeah. mm-hmm. um, everybody thinks they know what happened and everyone believes, right you know, what they saw on TV, you know? And um, yeah, so I, I think that's what he wanted to do. It's funny is because um, I was uh, trying to talk him into doing uh, something like this. I yeah. said, hey man, will you do a video uh, chat with me or do you want to do a video chat with me? He goes, I've already told you, I don't want to do any of that stuff, but <laughs> but I but I will, I will. he's done a few, you know, he'll say, oh okay, yeah, I'll do it. But yeah,
4: yeah. It
0: really doesn't want to do it.
4: Right. You know, and he yeah. goes
0: back to he really didn't want to be in wrestling anyway, you know? Right. Yeah. The no, reluctant that's... warrior.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of like I kind of get a a little bit of like the Brock Lesnar treatment, right? Like he's this guy who like I just feel like is really good at what he did, but wasn't mm-hmm. always so passionate about it, but had a moment of passion where he really figured out what he was doing and became really good at it, right? Like it's just very interesting how how he he took off so well um, and he really wasn't super interested in it in the first place. But once he started to understand everything, you know, I feel like there was a really big period of time there where he was really passionate about it. And then like, I almost feel like he got beat down by the business, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a good, that's a good way of putting it, you know, and uh, a lot of people think that his career ended after world-class and yeah. It really went Not, on for another mm-hmm. seven or eight yep. years, right? Yep. Overseas, and that's the time that he really enjoyed. Yeah, he, yeah. he just loved it for one thing. You know, he, he he said he was making a little more money over there, but yeah. the fact of the matter was he could really pick and choose. Uh, he, he didn't have to rely, you know, he had gyms over there, so he was making yeah. money. Yeah,
4: so yeah,
0: he could wrestle a few times a month or if, if he was going to be gone a weekend, you know, he basically, if, if someone said, Hey man, we're going to Bombay in India for a wrestling match, you want to go? Oh yeah. I've never been there before. I'll go, <laughs> you know? And that's how he was really taking his matches, you know, and get to go to Malaysia, uh, Singapore, wherever, wherever he got to go to, to wrestle, you know, yeah. it was, It's just, that's why he liked it better and he'd always tell me too when we're writing the book you know ask me some questions from africa well because Mm -hmm. i can remember all that stuff it was good i don't remember i pushed all that other stuff behind me i said you can pick that up yeah that's the stuff i need
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the good stuff yeah Yeah. (laughs) no yeah there was there was a lot of juicy stuff there when he was overseas lots of interesting stories yeah um But no, we, uh, we appreciate you coming on here. Um, you know, kind of the last thing we'll, I guess we'll ask you here, is there anything that you, um, is there anything that you, uh, you want to share, um, with, with the people listening here that maybe haven't had a chance to, uh, to, to read your book yet. You can, by the way, we're, we're on here with, um, with Vinnie Berry, the author of La- uh, Lance by chance, a story about uh, Lance von Eric, and you can actually hop on his website It's uh lancebychance.com and purchase a copy of the book. So is there anything that you want to kind of say final thoughts here uh, uh, for the listeners that maybe haven't had a chance to, to, to read your book yet?
0: Yeah, I think a, a lot of people are going to be surprised if they, they get into the book, they're, they're going to find out, uh, not only how he got into wrestling, but how mm-hmm. he got into bodybuilding too. You know, yeah. um, that yeah. wasn't really, you know, he didn't really pick that. You know, <laughs> No, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, and then you'll find out uh, stuff about Portland and some uh, wrestlers up there in Portland. You get to read a little bit about, uh, Bobby Jaggers and, uh, Billy Jack Haynes and, uh, there's guys in there mentioned like, uh, Jerry Gray, of course, Don Owen is in there. And then you come to Dallas and, you know, uh, one thing that I like, uh, somebody said to me the other day, uh, because, uh, Bruiser Brody is in one of the chapters and, mm-hmm. uh, I could have put his name on that chapter, but there was a accumulation of, uh, different stories that I, I put him in, in this chapter. And somebody said to me the other day, says, wow, I loved reading about Bruiser Brody in your book because everything else I've ever read about bruiser Brody was that he was a bully and no one could get along with him yeah. and he would like you know uh throw was weight around and you know, that wasn't lance's experience you know lance mm-hmm. said hey the guy rarely drank if if he did he drank a beer with us but he didn't stay out at the bars he was a loyal husband he was a you know a good father and he was a loyal friend and he was a hard worker and he loved the business and he and he defended the business you know and uh so you know he's very passionate you know and um, another thing too, that I like, and somebody said that the reason why they like my book was that they got to read about a lot of guys, uh, a lot of wrestlers that did have, uh, some kind of impact on the business, but you really don't read a lot about them mm-hmm. in the books. You know, Chris right. Adams is in the book. Yeah. of course, yep. Gino is I, I, I had to put Ric Flair in because I saw that. Well, yep. Yep. Ric Flair was, uh, you know, the champion at that time mm-hmm. and the yeah. only champion NWA champion that that Lance knew, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I wanted people to walk away from what that era of time and wrestling was. And yeah. again, um, but it's kind of broken down in three parts. You know, it's in that Portland area, you got the Dallas area, you got the stuff overseas mm-hmm. and then you know, you just really get to, uh, and he's been so honest, you know, the, the one thing also too, is he's not burying anybody in the book. He's not backing. If, if he's burying anybody, it's himself.
4: Yeah, really? (laughs) No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. he's
0: Definitely honest to a fault, you know? Yeah.
4: So I think, I think that's great in the, in the book and you can totally pick, pick that up as you're reading it, that it's not, some sort of berry job or anything like that. He's just there to kind of talk about his experience. And I think it's great that this is able to give him and those other wrestlers too sort of a voice in all this and and to be able to have those experiences shared where you may not have been able to get them otherwise.
0: Yeah. And uh the also too the the thing about the uh uh the quote in the front of the book by Kevin von Erich. Mm-hmm. I reached out to Kevin Von Erich and he sent that to me that that didn't come from a uh, documentary or anything, you know. Oh, it didn't. Oh, wow. I'll tell you how that. Now, there's some quotes from Kevin inside the book that came from a documentary, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. But that quote in the front of the book, I'll tell you how that story uh, turned out. So uh, do you guys know who Kenny Casanova is?
4: Can't say I don't
0: know. All right. He wrote Tito Santana, Kamala's book, uh, Vader's book, uh, Beefcake's book, Danny Davis. Okay. Okay. So, so he was my mentor on this mm-hmm. okay. project. So okay. he... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys right now if he didn't help me because I didn't know what the heck I was doing, right? <laughs> so he he walked me through this process. And one night I'm at my computer and he's messaging me, how's the book coming along? Did you get that thing done? All right, don't forget, you still got to do this. And when are you going to send me that? And and then all of a sudden he was like, how big are your nuts? And I was like, <laughs> I, said, what the I said, what are you talking about? He goes, Answer my question: How big are your nuts? And I was like, <laughs> "They're huge, dude." And said, if they're huge, call this number. It belongs to Kevin Von Eric. That's oh. awesome. So and you called. Uh,
3: that's what he told you, huh? That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, what I did was I uh, I I waited till I got to a certain point with the book, you know, and then I reached out to him because I knew I was gonna finish it in 2020. Yeah. And I probably got his number and maybe. April or March or June or somewhere around that time. And uh, I called him three times and left a message like three Fridays in a row. And after the third Friday, the next Saturday, he just texted me out of the blue. And we text for about two hours back and forth. And I, I I told him, I said, look, you can write whatever you want. I don't care if you write you know, 20 words or 20 pages. You just write whatever you want. And I'll stick it in the book. Yeah. And he was, uh, he just told me a reason why he didn't want to, you know, and yeah. I don't think it's right. And did he ever tell you this? And did he tell you that story? And, you know, did he ever tell you this? You know, he was all like, right. yeah, you know, oh, yeah. and I said, yep. He told me all those stories. <laughs> <laughs> I know them all. And so then he said, uh, well, not gonna do it. Oh, okay, fine. Thank you very much. See you later. A sure. week later, he texts me out of blue. He goes, You know, Vinny, I sure have been thinking about uh Lance and and you know all those years ago and just been thinking about it all week. And I was like, oh, Okay. Well, about a week before I went to printing, I just reached out to him and just said, Hey, before I go to printing, I just wanted to give you one last opportunity to give me a two sentence quote for the back of the book. And he just replied with that. And since it was so big, yeah. <laughs> I stuck it in the front of the book yeah. and not <laughs> on the back of the book because yeah. I, I yeah. had other quotes on the back. So I took a couple sentences out of the big quote and stuck the big portion yeah. inside the, the book. Yep. And um, and, I'll, and I'll end with this was that uh, Lance didn't want it in the book. Wow. So but yeah. So you, but you, what did he think when you put it in there? He, well, I, I told him, I said, I'm, 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 putting it in there. And he goes, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see why you have to put it in there. And I said, dude, we have to put it in there. Yeah. For, sure. For Absolutely. many reasons. And, and, you know, I spent almost 20 years in the, in the television news business. And, yeah. you know, if, if you have a complaint about the road and, and you have a complaint because you need to widen the road. But this guy doesn't want you. We have to go get both sides. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I, I felt that it was uh, important for Kevin to have an opportunity to do it. And, yeah. Sure. Uh, I just felt like it needed to be in it. And, you know, here's the funny thing about Lance is Even though he didn't want it in the book, he said, hey, if you think it needs to go in the book, put it in the book.
3: That's that's quite yep. the uh that's quite it's the story there.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's yeah. so, so Vinny, um you haven't heard anything from me at all because unlike our two uh leads here, Fido and Mikey Cash, they've they've read the book. I've not yet. Uh I'm certainly interested in, and will be in the near future. But it sounds like this is a really uh, this has been a labor of love for you, right?
0: Mm-hmm. What, oh, absolutely.
1: Why why did you want to tell this story?
0: Well, you know, it was one of those things that if I would see him on the internet or something like that, or come across a picture, mm-hmm. he he would just be one of those guys where I was like, whatever happened with that deal? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. whatever yeah. happened to that guy? Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, we we heard what happened, but everybody, you know, even even today, people think they know the story, you know, and uh, I used to have a friend of mine um, years ago when I was going to college. I met uh, this friend of mine. His name was Mark. and, And I'd always say, hey, how do you do X, Y and Z? And he goes, well, write a book on it. And I was like, well, how am I gonna write a book on it if I don't know how to do it? He goes, Well, if you write a book about it, when you're done with the book, you'll know how to do it. <laughs> and you know what? That's kind of how what, what happened with this book. Yeah. I wrote the book and I found out how the story ended, you know. And right. uh, you know, I'm real proud of the story, you know, and mm-hmm. I think if if this is the one book I write. I think this was the book I was supposed to write, you know? Yeah.
4: And, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's wonderful.
1: Thank <laughs> you, man. with what, what, you guys saying that it really makes me it makes me feel good. We wanted to give you a round of applause there, Vinny. Uh <laughs> and it, it sounds like uh it sounds like something that we, you know, Mike and Anthony have already enjoyed. Mango, how how, how are you feeling? Is this something that you might be reading uh in the in the in the labor ward in the next couple of weeks that (laughs) brother
2: absolutely fascinating this is this is uh it's really piqued my interest thanks vinny i really appreciate you coming on
0: yeah and no, i really Really. appreciate you guys having me on i really do Mm -hmm
3: absolutely. And we'll, um, we'll make sure, you know, check out our, our Twitter. It's from underscore gorilla on the uh, Twitter machine. And you can check out a link. Uh, I posted something there today and there'll be a couple other postings with uh, it's lancebychance.com by uh for your opportunity to, to purchase the book. If you want to read it, uh, we highly recommend it here. It's strutting from gorilla. Highly recommended.
4: Great read. Oh, and, uh, and Vinny, one last thing at some point, I'm hoping the video surfaces that Kamala from Kamala's camcorder during, uh, the, <laughs> during the whole train incident, I would, I think people would love to see that footage at some point. If it ever yeah, gets, well, <laughs> you, you know, I
0: talked to Kamala before he passed away
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. And Oh yeah, I,
0: and I was asking him, I, I asked him if he had any kind of pictures or anything. And, uh, he said that, uh, he said he had him around somewhere, right? But then he he ended up passing away about a month later. Uh, oh. Dusty Wolf said he saw the video. Oh. That he went to go visit him years later and and saw the video that Kamala took on the train. But yeah, that would be that would be amazing to see. You know, it would be. It would
4: was, be. It'd yeah. go viral.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for having me, guys. I really do appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank
2: Thank you.
1: you. Finny, thank you.
2: Come back anytime.
1: All right. You got it.
2: (laughs) And there you have it. Our first interview here on Strutting from Gorilla. What a fascinating, fascinating interview that was. I was like... Isn't it? it, It's even wilder
4: when you read the book. It's even wilder when you read the book. It's amazing. It is.
2: I told
3: you it was going to be good, and I was so excited for this episode because... Just the stories in this book, guys, it's like, it, it's well written. Vinny does a really mm-hmm. great job. Um, and like, you don't, it, you don't need like a of degree to read this book. I mean, you literally, you, it's a very,
4: very easy read. And he does a great job explaining everything. And and Vito, great job. You did your best Barbara Walters in, impersonation and it was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you You
2: were, you were <laughs> non-biased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: you, you were great.
3: Yep, I I I kept everything PG. You know, I I I was.
4: Really I know, and of. and you even, I'm surprised with your restraint. You actually kept yourself from going on a rant. You almost did. You caught yourself. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I shut my mouth. So today. so here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Do that next time too. Okay. Just keep that going. That's good. Okay. I will. I will. I will. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we love you. We love you. We're just going Yep. yep, yep
1: <laughs> uh no it was it was good. You know what was really fun about all of that was the fact that uh you know we're now twenty episodes into this. Um and this has been our own labor of love, right? Yeah, so, so to get that visibility from the outside, to get that visibility from um from authors like Vinny is actually um it's rewarding just in the sense yeah. that the work that we're putting out is actually being recognized. And that goes back to everybody who's still listening and supporting us. So we thank the listeners and, uh, and, and we love, we love what we're doing here. I mean, we wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't be doing this. if We didn't. So we'll look forward to, uh, to the next 20.
2: Yeah, definitely. As, as long, long as, it, <laughs> I know. Let's see what the, what the network heads think about of all of our uh, yeah, well, know, stuff. I really <laughs> liked how it seemed like that guy, Vinny, was like almost it was like Kevin Bacon. He had like six degrees of separation from everybody in wrestling <laughs> history. It's yeah. amazing,
4: isn't it? Yeah, I was like it, it super very
2: knowledgeable. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, here at Shredding from Gorilla, we talk about the the we talk about the indies and all, not the indies. What do you call it? the The territories territories and all this stuff—that was like some—that was a primary source, an Mm -hmm. actual. If if you guys, if our listeners probably they don't understand, a primary source is somebody who was actually there. So (laughs) we weren't even born yet, but we somehow tracked some guy down who uh, was there, and we got him on our thing. Um, But uh, speaking of um, territories, I think Mikey Cash has a few match recommendations regarding uh, this guy we were talking about. Lance. Uh,
4: yeah, so if you go on to so here's what I did because the search uh, function on the WWE Network app is so terrible. I just went on to the WWE Network website and so you can kind of do it there and then you just save it to your list. So I would recommend for our listeners to save their sanity to do it that way. But type in Lance Von Eric and a series of matches come up and if you can, I would suggest watching Lance's match against Rick Rude from June 14th, 1986, from uh, World Class Championship Wrestling. All of these matches are from World Class. Uh, There's another uh, match uh, against uh, Gino Hernandez, who Vinny was talking about before. Uh, So it feels very fitting that we would have this match on there. Uh, Another one is Lance and Brody tag-teaming against One Man Gang and Rick Rude and uh those are the those are the three matches i would say check out for right now uh they're really great there's a ton of more on there but you could just see watch lance in action kind of see you know how he even like developed as a wrestler uh he was he was pretty good he was pretty damn good Uh, and and i think vinny said it right he was kind of like this forrest gump of wrestling he just sort of like fell into it this guy just approaches him out of the blue and says have you considered wrestling and then next thing you know he's he's doing it for how many years so it was really cool to see so uh yeah, check those out.
2: Awesome. Yeah, we will. Uh, Leader of Men, do you have any final thoughts for us?
1: Well, you know, just like anything else, gentlemen, there's there's still always a little moment in time to get ready for the WWE stock. And just like anything, stock price today is forty six forty one. Uh So the Peacock deal has gone through... Uh, Skyrocketed up to 50 plus And Now it's doing what it continues to do Which is just plummet back down to earth (laughs) And potentially down to uh, Down to fucking hell where it belongs So um, I don't know why I'm I'm so harsh on it Tonight Uh, probably because I didn't Make any money off it yet Uh, And and now that it's Continuing to plummet just like A bad fucking price is right theme You know (laughs) Fuck me. I can't believe I didn't make any money off the WWE stock and now I have no chance at it again.
3: Well, you Not, know, a good friend of yeah. mine, Bobby, once told me that, you know, you always have a choice, right? You don't have to, you don't have to actually buy the stock just like you don't have to watch wrestling, but we do it anyways, right? That's because, right. because because we're faithful and loyal fans. That's, that's what it is. That's all it is. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Bobby, and not only did you not make any money on it, you actually paid them money to watch yep, their good. stupid shit on the network.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: Bobby, Bobby, you've been in the red for years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, and I have no shot of getting out anytime soon. So, you know, <laughs> Vince.
2: Yeah! <Fire>! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so I, I, I think Vito doesn't have anything to add. I is that nothing correct? today. I'm very all pumped right.
3: about the episode today. That's all I needed.
2: Yeah, yep. Same. Had a great time. This is one of the best we've had. I, I, I got to tell you that it just felt like, like Bobby said, really re- uh, rewarding to actually have a, you know, some, uh, it was just, it was just awesome. So let's do it again. And thanks to everybody for listening uh, from underscore gorilla. Join us on Twitter and have a we great week.
0: Return your perception of reality to you until next time.